Yo, what's up? This is Flex Alexander. It's your man Carl Payne. And you're listening to the Eminem and Eminem show. Mm, okay. <laughs> Did I say too many M's? <laughs> what's going on, world? It's your man, Mr. Mac. And I'm Crystal Levin. This is the Eminem and M show, a.k.a. the okay. show coming to you live and direct with a brother we found who's in the middle of Texas, but he's everywhere he wants to be like Visa. His words, not mine. Has spots all over the place like Dalmatians. His words, not mine. With the 1974 fro, his description, not mine. But I co-signed <laughs> all of the above. Oh, boy, could you please state your name so people know that I'm not lying? Yeah, it's your boy, GGPG, man. Gorgeous George, the pimp guard, man. Blessing the congregation my conversation. If I said it once, I'll say it twice, because the second time going to be twice as nice. You feel what I'm saying? So, GGPG, Gorgeous George, the pimp guard, man. My vernacular will make you understand why I am who I am. And I'm so excited to hear the vernacular. This is exciting. I can only imagine how this is going to be in real life. I don't, I don't know why I bothered saying anything with the intro. He just, I could have just shut the f*** up, let that go right off the rip. But we're not even supposed to curse. We're not even supposed to got be cursing two seconds. What's good with you, bro? Oh, man, I told you, man. Another day in life till we get it right, man. And that's all of us. Me, you, and everybody. Right? Yeah, well... Let me tell you something, man. If it, if it ever got right, that means there's nothing left to do. So I always live by the, lo- by the motto that we still here because we still have yet work to do. You feel okay. me? And and so I don't believe it's supposed to get right because nobody was perfect but Jesus, and they killed him for it. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> understand that. You know what I'm saying? Perfection mm-hmm. is a, and it's illusion because what you perceive to be perfect and what I perceive to be perfect will never mesh. I had a horrible, awesome, I had a horrible, awesome conversation with somebody about that last night. Basically, about how everybody's um, there's no the perfect person, whatever perfect is, like morally, experientially, verbally. You know what I mean? Like we're all like living the best we can with the tools we've got from the experiences we've had, and you know, like if, if you think one person is great, somebody else is going to find a flaw with them. So that's what the human race does: is poke holes and complain and try to get it right and try to uh, find yeah, version and of okay. <laughs> and you know what? And, and I've always said that, you know, in certain cultures, there isn't even a word that equates to the word try. You know, that's that's an English concept to try because either you do or you don't. Jay Prince told me in 1994, he said, you know what real is? Real is when your yes mean yes and your no mean no. And that's some of the most prolific game that I've ever attached myself to in life. You know what I'm saying? Because the uh, old head told me a long time, he said, it don't matter how fine she is, somewhere she getting on somebody's nerves. So, <laughs> yeah. Say, yeah. so, and so you can flip that from whatever gender you are versus the next gender. It's the same thing. No matter who you think that person is or how great they are, somewhere they getting on somebody's nerves. So it's about being able to understand somebody and to cope with the flaws that they may have. Because we all yet flawed, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, What's your biggest flaw? My biggest flaw? I'm a womanizer. Oh. I will say it. I, 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 I'm, I'm truthful. I love women. I, I, But I'm honest. You understand what I'm saying? I've never told a girl, hey, I love you and I'm going to be with you and I'm going to settle down with you. No, I say I, 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 I may have love for you, but to be in love with you is a complete different concept. And I tried and failed at that a couple of times miserably. You know, mm-hmm. and partially my fault because my eyes are too big and my heart is even bigger. So if I see a woman and I like her, I'm going to pursue that. And if I'm, if you're one of my female friends, either you're going to deal with that and love me unconditionally 
or just leave me the hell alone. Because love is yet and still unconditional. People use that word and throw it around like it's a, a, a hacky sack. Oh, I love you. No, you love the concept of controlling who I am. Ooh. Because if you actually love me, yeah, you, you want if me you to be actually happy. Love me, you would want me to be happy. And who I am makes me happy, not who you want me to be. Mm. And so you need to find people who are like-minded with you. And so that's why the female friends that I have, they understand me and I understand them. I don't try to control them. They don't try to control me. Respect me and I'll respect you. A person like you who admits mm -hmm. that is rare, first of all. So kudos. But um, do you feel jealousy? Because it's a natural human feeling. It exists whether you want to be monogamous or not. Mm -hmm. how it's you... not that I don't feel jealousy it's just I believe that we all have emotions but learning to control our emotions and reacting upon emotions is a maturity thing so yeah I may feel an emotion but I tend not to react on that emotion because I tend I, I try to be the action that causes reaction rather than reacting to someone else's action okay. I'm, so I'm not going to let you put a key in my back I'm not sure you can I'm not, I'm not sure you can classify yourself as a womanizer as honest as you are. I'm not sure that really counts. Uh, oh, the, well, the term womanizer. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah maybe so. Maybe in the, in, the, in, the, in the technical sense, then no, I'm not. But in, in the reality, I do deal with multiple women and I've always been that way. I'm not a monogamous person. I think monogamy is an outdated concept, to be honest with you. Well, I think it's fair. Look at... Being non-monogamous doesn't make you a womanizer. Like that makes you non-monogamous. Like, I hear you. I'm not even. I'm well, not even. By the way, I just looked it up. Saying. I just looked up the term. Um, dictionary says a womanizer is a man who engages in numerous casual sexual affairs with women. It's not about. We think of of womanizing okay. as hurting All the right. women. That's as hurting the women. Right. I, I thought of it as being in, a dog. In, in today's, like, I'll, 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 in the very strict literal definition. He is a womanizer. In today's spin on the term, he's absolutely not. You're not lying to anybody. You're not manipulating anybody. Yeah. If, if you're honest and, and, and telling everybody exactly what it is versus what they want to hear, you don't fit the modern definition of a womanizer. There are non-monogamous people who tell you that they're non-monogamous and they find non-monogamous women or monogamous women. But right. however it is, everybody knows mm -hmm. open relationships, et cetera. Right, yeah. right. And we, Chris and I cover that all the time with between certain couples we talk to, certain women we have on the show, certain, well, not men, we haven't had any guys, but certain women we have on the show oh, yeah. will tell you they're not built like that and they, they're doing their thing. So I don't know if- 88 said that. 88, right? I forgot about that. 88 Keys, the producer. Mm -hmm. he, came he was like, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not promising what I don't want to give. I'm letting women know right up front what it is, what I'm willing to do, and what I'm interested in. And if they don't want to play that game, then by all means, go look for somebody who wants to play the game you want to play. <laughs> Absolutely, because I tell women all the time, I'm going to be the first man who told you the truth because even your daddy told you it was the Santa Claus. You feel mm -hmm. me? I'm not going to tell you it's the Santa Claus. I'm going to tell you the truth absolutely out the gate either you respect me for the truth or we can we gotta part ways you know so and and it's worked out good for me you know what i'm saying because i don't deal with the oh she busted my windows she slashed my tires and she did all of this and domestic violence and we putting our hands on each other and all this i don't you know i get manicures on monday you feel me so 
I'm not trying to do none of that. Yeah. <laughs> I miss manicures. Like, let me just say that. Okay. I miss, um, I miss so many things during COVID. I miss so I have many an important things. question that Massages I know women, okay. women are definitely going to want me to ask you. And I, I can I can hear this question rumble. Mm-hmm. If and when you have a daughter, would you want her to be attached to a man like you? I have three daughters, actually. And I've sat down and, yeah, and, and I've talked to them extensively and let them know that their life is their life. And I explain to them who daddy is and what daddy does and what daddy has done so that I give them a clear overview so they can make a choice for themselves. Because you don't raise children to stay children. You raise them to become adults. So in becoming an adult, they have to make critical decisions based upon the path that they choose. I can't choose a path for them. That, though they say raise a child and they shall not soon part from it, me raising her is me making her to be informed as a woman. You know, so if I'm informing her of what the possibilities are and, and what she could encounter out there, I think I'm doing more of a service than lying to her and being like, oh, all men are good and all men want to be with you and only you because there's a lot of men who don't think that way. And so would I want a woman to be with a man like me? Absolutely. A man who's honest. If she accepts him for who he is, then that's what I want for her. I want her to accept what she wants in her life. Right. Not the stereotypical dream, oh, white picket fence and all that, because that may not work for her. Prince Charming, you know? sweeping you off your feet, feeding you strawberries in bed. <laughs> a lot of times that's a facade. I mean, he's doing that to somebody else across town and you don't know about it. But it'd be better if she knew about it. That way you keep diseases down. Mm. You know, a lot of these people, diseases are run rampant because people are lying about their sexual activity. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, okay. if, if you have multiple women, you know you have to keep protection. But if you're telling this girl you're only with her and you're telling this girl you're only with her, you can't use protection with a girl that you're telling her, I'm the only one you're with. You know what I'm saying? So now you got three or four girls that you're going raw in when because you're living a lie to them. You don't, you don't, you don't, you're coming across right now as a dude who does not care for men who lie to women. I think that's the worst thing you can do, ever do to a woman. I think that is the absolute worst thing you can ever do to a woman. Is be, to anybody, period, is dishonesty. But as a man, you are supposed to be the, 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 what a woman looks to as, uh, uh, something to hold on to and something to appreciate. How can you appreciate something that's being deceptive to you? Mm. I mean, it, it, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Have you, I, I'm so curious if this is who you've always been as far as, as far as figuring out like how you explain these things, because I think figuring out the, like you said, the vernacular, figuring out the words to describe these feelings is like a lifelong process for a lot of people trying to figure out what they what they believe what's good and bad you know what they what they stand for a lot of young people are struggling with that and is this always who you've been or did you figure this out along the way like um... well it wasn't always who i was because you know i have been in monogamous relationships before but those monogamous relationships taught me that that wasn't what i because I, I never saw myself being with her forever or only her forever and so when, when I began to be honest with these girls that I was in monogamous relationship with, I realized that if you start it one way, you got to finish it one way. Mm -hmm. So I, if I started it in a monogamous relationship, then she was expecting it to stay that way. And I end up hurting people 
that I didn't necessarily need to hurt. Mm. And, you know, I, I'm a person, I'm a Pisces. So as a man, I'm a very emotional man. So when I see somebody else hurting, it hurts me, you know, because I think I'm kind of, you know, numb to emotions when it comes to like sexuality, because I think that's just human nature. But a lot of people aren't, you know. And so I realize that if I don't start it the right way, it'll never end the right way. So if I start being with a girl and it's always oh, only you and it's only you, she's going to expect that through the entire relationship. But if I started off with, hey, look, come here, let's go out to eat. I got a homegirl I want you to meet, you know. And the first time you meet me, you meet my female friends. Mm -hmm. And if you can't accept me, right. uh, if you can't accept me and my female friends, then this won't work for you. Because my female friends, I got, I got 16 female friends right now. You dig me? And out of all those female friends, um, you know, they all spend more time with each other than they spend with me. <laughs> and you, you say female, you're saying female friends that you sleep with, not just female friends. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I have male friends people. that I don't hook up with. <laughs> well, well, I mean, uh, because I'm not married and I'm not in a relationship, I don't say like these are the girls that I'm in a relationship with because these are, these are my friends, uh, real friends, like, you know, that we hang it, we kick it, we do whatever grown people want to do. You know, two consenting adults are two consenting adults. And I look at it that way. And they hang out with each other more than I do. They're at each other's houses having sleepovers and makeup parties and, you know, pool parties and all of that. And I'll come over and there's four or five of them over there, you know, sipping wine and smoking a little wacky tobacco, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> y'all are having a real good time. So I think it's just how you set it up because women, I'm going to tell you something else. God created one of the most perfect vessels for emotional support that a man could ever have when he created a woman. Mm. Mm -hmm. If you nurture it right. If you, if you give a woman a choice to make her own decision rather than trying to force her into the lie that you've created, mm -hmm. then you'll find a, a woman that's really understanding if she chooses to be, you know? So it's like, if you give her that chance, a woman will usually stick by her word. If she says she's cool with it, she's going to be cool with it. And yes, it's rocky sometimes. Girls get jealous and, you know, want attention. But it's, you know, all kings had many wives. So if you're a king, you're supposed to. I don't know not one king that had one wife. So I think a lot of women expect men to be peasants and don't even realize it. Strong words. Uh -oh. I'm back. Yeah, they, they're expecting I mean, to be my peasants. King has don't one even king know. <laughs> I'm gonna live uh, whether it's a lie or not. I like it. Uh, I have a question uh, about the, mm -hmm. the word the pimp god thing. Mm -hmm. There's there's really negative connotations of pimping, of, of using yeah. or, or taking money off of their sexual exploits. Yeah. Another men, right? It's to, to mm -hmm. what pimping is. What do you? What does the, the pimp god thing mean for you? Well, well, I'm going to break it to you down as simple as possible. Yeah. Uh, Michael Jackson said, not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good. So he turned something that was a negative connotation into a positive because he showed you that the power of words is really what you think a word means, not what people perceive a word to be. And so my pimp means positively influencing many people. That's what my pimp means. So I'm a positive influence on anybody I meet, not just a female, because I pimp in life. I'm trying to take a small and turn it into a big. I'm trying to turn a negative into a positive at all costs. And so my word and what I think it to be is all that matters to me. 
So if you judge me based upon a word, then that means you're a judgmental person and you're you're just into this PC thing to where, oh, I got to be politically correct in my conversation. Nah, man, the, the, the terminology of urban slang has always been the terminology of urban slang. We've taken words and made it our own. So I, I turned that word and made it my own. I think understanding that is important, though, because if, if mm-hmm. for example, if I decided that fuck you was like a greeting mm-hmm. to me, and I walk down the street saying fuck you to people, if they don't understand that I've switched it, still a diss. Still literally walking down the street saying fuck you, until they're like, oh, that's just gay, she says. She says, fuck you. But it, but, <laughs> yeah, but in the same token, that word is a slanderous word. The word fuck is a slanderous word. Yeah, the word pimp has ever been a slanderous you. word. Oh, my bad. Well, no, the, the F word. <laughs> The, the, the F word is is, is is a negative word in itself. But I, like, the, the but I like to do it. It's not a negative. Yeah, you like to do it. Yeah, you like to do it. Mm-hmm. You know I'm saying, but you I'm are saying absolutely it's correct. It's not negative all the way. It's negative at someone. But that's like pimping. Literally, there's a definition in the dictionary of it, but you redefine it. But people mm-hmm. don't know what you redefined it, and they just come across your page or see that you're the pimp god. They're like, oh, wow, he thinks pimping is okay. That's what I'm saying. It's well, all, well all advertisement is good advertisement. It's how you spin it. So okay. if you come to my page just to hate originally, but then you listen to my daily bread, and you understand that all I talk about is empowerment and improvement and motivation, and my conversation is always about motivation, then I brought you here under the, under a negativity that I turned positive, and that's exactly what I'm trying to do. So in order, like, shock value has always gained notoriety and attention first. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, 30 people can, you know, graduate with honors, but you know what they're going to put on the nightly news? This one guy who robbed a bank. You, you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what what are people paying attention to? Yeah. So if I if even if they come to me and understand who I am or find me because they think I'm all about negativity, that's perfectly okay with me because it gives me a chance to explain myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm very good with words. So if I get a chance to speak and explain myself, then you'll understand who I am as a person. And you'll understand that my movement is bigger than just me. I'm trying to change it because I don't believe in a man. I, I don't deal with prostitutes. I can't stand it. But I deal with hoes. You know what hoe means? Hoe means hustle over everything. So when, 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 I, so when I look at it for what it is, my positive influence over hustle over everything, when we put it all together, we're going to change the world because everything started from a corporate standpoint, from Apple to Walmart to anything. It took a group of like-minded people who got together and understood that there's power in numbers. Mm-hmm. And when you're solo, you're dolo. If I'm trying to do this by myself, I may win, I may not. But, you know, my chances greatly increase the more people I get involved in my movement. As long as they're on the same page, there's sometimes I literally just last night was trying to help somebody with adding a partner. And when the partner isn't pulling their weight, what do you do? Like adding a partner to her business. But that could also be in person. What do you have to say about that? Like, how do you how do you make sure that people are on the same page and, and moving the whole boat? We're all rowing in the same direction, if you will. Well, that's the same way with any business. I, don't, I mean, if you run a McDonald's, you got to r- hire the right crew chief manager to run the, the people who cook in the fries and dip in the fries. I mean, you have to, if you're ahead of any establishment, whether it's personal or business, you have to have discernment. 
you know, I tell people all the time, if you, if, like, I'm not very religious, I'm very spiritual, so I believe in all books, from the Quran to the Holy Bible to the Torah to all of these things. And I've read almost all of them extensively, but the Bible I gravitate to because I was raised in it. And did you know Adam was created and he named everything before Eve was created? Hmm. So that lets you know who's supposed to have the discernment. The, the creator gave the man the ability to have discernment and then he built her to be the woe man which is the woman who stands behind that man and supports him at all costs uh, uh genesis third chapter 18 verse says that because of eve's indiscretion and in bringing the fruit or whatever you want to call you know what her penance was her penance was to bear to have pain during birth and to lose all lust for any other man other than her husband. See, a lot of people don't know that. So I when a woman loves... Let, well, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Let me break okay. it down. Listen. When a woman is truly in love with a man, I'm not talking about like him. I'm not talking about think he's cute. I'm talking about genuinely in love. She loses the lust for other men. It's in her DNA. She may think a man is cute. She may think he's sexy. But she will not get turned on to that point of wanting to do anything until she's fallen out of love. So if your woman is cheating, know that she don't love you no more. That's fact. Or she never did. Well, but what if your your definition, you're talking about in love. Cause, in cause love. I'm Because so, I'm just so curious. If you're a, a man who doesn't believe or doesn't choose to be with just one woman, mm -hmm. do you expect all these women to just be with you? I, I expect them to be honest with me. Okay, so all 16 if they of them are, are, they are. are all 16 of them just with you? Uh, from what I know, yes. Okay. Do you think you take advantage but, of women? No. Uh -uh. Because if you tell somebody the truth, how can you take advantage of somebody you've told the truth to? That's a that's a great. I'm I'm giving you the devil's advocate. I'm hearing what the women in my yeah. my life would probably. I also know. I, I am a woman, and I know myself. Um, I have gotten into, I have gotten into some situations where they told me the truth and I thought I could change them, and I was just me being young and me being like naive or hopeful or something, and I literally thought I said, well, that's just what you're saying because we just met and you probably have other shit going on and stuff going on, but then it became clear that they weren't gonna like fall for me and be with just me and put a ring on it. Yeah, that, that and then I was sad I was sad but I knew I had told them that I was cool with it so how do you back out of a mm -hmm. of a verbal agreement honestly well, no, I've, had, this, this, I've, this, I've had women I've yeah. had women do that I've had women do that who thought they could handle it and then couldn't handle it I had a woman this is a perfect example uh, she I, she was with me for eight years uh, she she had a little boy uh, she, he was three months old when we met I raised this little boy till he was eight years old. And then all of a sudden, she could not deal with the pressures of younger women and all of this stuff, thinking, you know, she wanted the attention and all that. And she decided to go on to her way. I gave her all the blessings, man. I gave her a $600,000 house. I gave her a whatever she had acquired while she was with me. You know, she had a $600,000 house on two and a half acres. She had horses. She was breeding horses. She had a, a Mercedes, uh, uh, AMG, uh, a, a dually truck, trailers, all that. I said, you can have all that. I'm not trying to hold nothing from you. Because we broke parts, do what you want. She went and got married. And do you know, she just got a divorce and called me saying she made the biggest mistake of her life. Oh. Because she was dealing with a man who was honest with her versus a man who sold her a dream. 
Mm. And yeah, that dream of being, oh, I'm in a relationship with this one person, come to find out he's having sex with more women than I was. Come to find out he was spending their money on other women. I'm not going to spend our money on no other woman. You know that for a fact. You can take that to the bank, write a check, cash it, put it back in and do it twice. You feel me? So um, it, it's a difference when a woman has been under meet someone like me and understands what honesty is and then she goes back out there it's like she really realized that honesty is really the best thing in life you know what i'm saying like all the things that you think you want i get it but then sometimes you get exactly what you ask for and you got to understand that too see i would love i would chris i would love to get him on the phone with yeah. uh, Jamila, remember her? Remember mm-hmm. when we talked about when we mm-hmm. talked to Jamila? There's a, there's a movement going right now, which I'm I'm all about, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, protecting Black women, uh, making sure Black women are safe because it, it, we we have as men been doing a piss poor job as a whole, not individually, but definitely as a whole. We've been doing a really piss poor job of protecting our women. I don't like to compare it to other races. I hate it when. Are women necessarily when our women do that? White women don't go through this. Spanish women don't. Uh, 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 you, you have no idea what those dudes are doing. Like, chill out. Just, but that that's besides the point. There's a huge movement right now to protect our women. I want to know, George, how you feel your position plays into that. Do you think it's like for My positive or for a negative? Like, just tell me your thoughts. My thoughts are, if you are a man, then it is your obligation to be the provider, the protector, the, the, the head of a household. And so I'm, I'm not, a, I tell people all the time, I'm not a chauvinist pig, but I'm mildly chauvinistic. I do believe that a man wears the pants. I do believe that a man is supposed to have mostly the final decision. I believe we're supposed to communicate, but at the end of the day, I do believe that if a man is a true man, he will step up to the plate and put all the burdens on his shoulders. And that's why men die at a rate of eight to 10 years before a woman, because primarily the man will say the brunt of the BS. Mm-hmm. If something happens, I'm supposed to stand up. If somebody breaks in the house, I'm supposed to do it. If we're behind on bills, I'm supposed to get an extra job. I'm supposed to be that back, that, that support system for that woman. And I think I've been put in a position financially to where you know, because we're in a monetary society and I don't care what you say, if you don't have money, you're just not going to be as, um, uh, ha- uh, life won't be as easy for you as you would want it to be. So I believe that me having the financial stability that I have because I've created wealth for myself and for my future generations, that me passing that along to these women who are in my life and the kids that were in that are in their life either before me or with me, I think that's doing a service to our culture because I'm there for my kids. A lot of men are, they're married, but they, they don't do nothing. They don't take their kids nowhere. They don't go nowhere with them. They don't spend no time with them. And then they expect them to grow up and be civil people in society who's never had the discipline of a man that they should have had. They're, they're, leaving, they're leaving the mothers to do the discipline when that's not how it's supposed to be, in my opinion. So what's a nurturer. What's your view on misogyny? The, the the modern definition of misogyny, like uh, which is which is women's our women black women's uh, chief complaint, is that men are misogynistic and they are tired of telling us 
they're tired of educating us on misogyny and what misogyny looks like and and we need to educate ourselves and just knock it off what's your feelings i think you're absolutely correct like, it, 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 that goes back down to the truth thing you know what i'm saying like <laughs> if you're if you're misogynistic and you know that that's what you are then you should be up front with a woman so that she can't call you on it later I just, that it's right or wrong. I just, by the way, I just Googled the actual definition. Misogyny is dislike or contempt or ingrained prejudice against women. So it's not just being like um, pro-man decisions, pro, you know, strong man. It's literally contempt and dislike of women. And I think that there's... But, it, but, you know, but there's uh, okay, and, and, and I understand it, but I'm saying that... Come on, man. All right, I, I got you back. Sorry about that. People just <laughs> don't don't want to leave me alone right now. You got sixteen women. I, I guess, this is what it looks like. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I get. I guess when it, I guess when it gets good. I guess when it gets good. Hey, hold on. Hey, hey. I'm on this call, man. I, I'll call you right back. I'm on a Zoom nationally. All right. He is. All right, it is you. national. He's right. right. Yeah. We are really. Yeah, I'm, I'm on a Zoom nationally. Oh. You know, and I'm, I'm okay. I'm on a Zoom nationally. I'll call you right back. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. And what? Okay. Back to what we were saying. Back to what we were saying about misogyny and being misogynistic. I think that that there are men that way, but I think they got that way because of the lack of a male figure in the home who taught them, and they got all the discipline from the woman, and they got all of you know. Instead of being nurtured by that woman, they were disciplined by that woman. And so they grew a hatred for that, being that they probably didn't grow up with, you know, food or, or things just weren't right at home. Mm-hmm. Like, am I making myself clear? You know what I'm saying? Like, they grew that hatred for one because it wasn't a stable environment that they were in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and, 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 I, and, I, and so I believe if we start by us men, and that no matter what race you are, taking care of our children better, Rearing them better, raising them better, being there for them, supporting them—not just financially, because a lot of men thinking giving a child support check is the is the only thing that they have to do. Well, after you give that check, are you going to sit there and you're going to teach them how to swim? Are you going to take them to the gun range? Are you going to take them four wheeling? Are you going to take them camping? Teach them how to fish? Do all these things to to grow to raise them to where they understand a male presence. And they so, understand the role differences. You see, you see the root of misogyny in men, modern men, mm-hmm. as a clear, clear uh, example of what happens when a man is not in the home. A woman is forced to mm-hmm. raise that man. I mean, that woman completely. That that child completely on their own. Is he still there? I still got you. Yeah, you still got. I hear you, but for some reason, I lost the um, video. The video feed. Yeah, it's connecting. Hold on, let me try it again. Make sure you but can get in. Yeah, you still, you still with us? You still in here? Yeah, I'm still, I'm still with you. It's just the the video feed is not finding itself for some reason. Hold on, let me try this. Whenever you're ready, bro. It's so good. Especially as long as you can still hear us. 
What's interesting? Yeah, I can still hear you. What's interesting, Mac? What you said about um, like a clear, a clear line, or what he was saying, how you, I guess, described it. And I said, "Mommy issues." It really is. A, it's a, it's a direct um, result, I think, of of how we're raised and and who who was the disciplinarian who who taught you things, and then because it hurts to um, you want to go to somebody for comfort, and then they're the one giving you rules. You try to go for, you know, you, kids are supposed to have two parents, I believe. Yeah, I think, I, but what, where I like it is that he's still putting the responsibility back on the man. In other words, uh, we're assuming that the man left the situation and left this woman to do it all on, on, all on her own and things went left because she's one person juggling a major responsibility that's really built for two people. So somewhere along the line, things went left. I had a friend of mine who's a who's a um, school teacher, and we were going over the phenomenon of little boys hitting girls. And when I say hitting, I mean like fist fighting with with girls in school. And when I say little, I'm talking about all the way up to high school. And we we were sitting around really trying to figure out. A couple of friends of mine were really trying to figure out how we got from you don't hit girls under any circumstances, even to the point of allowing abuse, you don't hit girls, to these kids openly wailing on women and challenging girls to a fight and fist fighting girls in class. And we couldn't figure it out. Is it happening? My, yes, yes. And my um my homeboy who um my own my homeboy who's a school teacher, he comes in and he goes, oh no, I can solve that right now. The reason why these boys are fighting with girls is because they're being raised by women who fight everyone. They grow up watching their single mothers fight people all the time. They fight their fathers, they fight their brothers, they fight men on the street, and they don't think there's really any difference between fighting one and fighting the other. They watch their mothers fight all the time, so here they go. I have said within within relationships, I said if you if you hit someone like a man, be ex expect to be hit back like a man. If you want to act like a woman and, and a, a classy lady, I'll put it like that. Um, if you treat somebody with, you know, you can argue all you need to, right? Words, but the second you spit on somebody or hit them, you're literally you're, you stopped acting like a lady. So you can't mm -hmm. expect to be treated with the respect that a lady deserves. Once you're hitting somebody, I'm not saying it's okay to hit her, but you can't be surprised when someone hits you back when you hit them. Mm -hmm. Just don't hit them. Like, golden rule. Nice. Golden rule. Golden rule. If you hit that, somebody, you might get hit back. I, I, try to tell, I try to tell everybody to keep their hands to themselves. Right. I'm not really a fan of, um, well, you can, you can, you know, he's a man, it's different, blah, 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 because... Me swinging on Mike Tyson might as well be like you know a, a girl swinging on me, and I'm not I'm not soft, but that's Mike Tyson. You dig what I mean? You, like it's just a, it's different. George, do you throw hands? Can you get busy? Do you fight? Is I'm he not there? sure he can even hear us. Oh wait, hold on a second. Let me admit him. He might he might be stuck outside. George, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you, bro. There we go. I'm we here, got him back. Yeah, man. 16 women. That's what'll happen to you, man. That's, that's how it goes. Well, let, let, let me explain how this is, man. You know what I'm saying? Women, there we go. They, women love so hard, man. You know what I'm saying? Women love so hard. And, 
and you know, I, I can't even see myself not being in this situation because I'm so accustomed to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have so much love coming from so many different places, and people may think I'm selfish, but I tell my girls all the time, I am spoiled. I am definitely spoiled. You know, I I, I know it, but I've built up myself to be that. Like. I never was complacent with just being a mediocre type individual. I didn't try to just go get a regular nine to five and go to work for eight or nine hours and come home. I was always out pushing the envelope, you know? So um, I knew what I wanted in life. I knew in order to do that, I needed money because ain't no woman going to be with no broke man. I tell people, like, I can do bad by myself or better with somebody else. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to just be broke. Mm. And I'm what not going to be with a woman. Go ahead. Uh, what do you do for all this this $600,000 $600, houses and, and AMGs? What do you, how do you make your money? I have multiple streams of income. I have a, a construction, uh, well, a concrete plant called Third Coast Concrete. Well, um... Uh, I make concrete, you know, put it with aggregate. I, I just got a federal contract to do one of the major highways out here in Texas called uh, Highway 288. I have that. I have um, time property management, which is my real estate company. I have 19 residential homes uh, in that business. Um, I have Easy Tune Auto, which is my mechanic shop. I have two of those mechanic shops, one for domestic cars, one for foreign cars. Um, I started my first business when I was 17 years old called Wired America, which I sold for $8 million to Oasis Communication, which was a Japanese conglomerate. And um, so, uh, yeah, I started young, man. I, 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 never, I never wanted to be... And I tell people all the time, in America, people think it's always prejudice against color, but there's more economic prejudice than anything. Why why make music? Why I mean you're already doing it. Why why the music? Because somebody gotta tell the story for what it is and tell the truth. I'm not a cap rapper. I'm a I'm a a financial rapper. I talk about making money. If you ever heard any one of my songs, which I, I implore anybody to do, it's all about making money. It's all about growing a corporation becoming uh, LLC into a, a, a corporation and then becoming a 501c3. A lot of people don't know what a 501c3 is, or let alone a 501c3.2. So there's a lot of tax loops and there's a lot of gain that was created by these people who put shelters and loopholes in for the privilege that a lot of people don't know about. But I just so happen to learn these things and I got to give it back, man. I can't take this to the grave. I want people to open up my book and be like, man, you know, that boy gave me some real game. And plus, I love music. I signed my first record deal when I was 14. Um, wow. I signed a Scarface. Yeah, I signed a Scarface label, you know, the, with the Ghetto Boy Scarface. He signed me when I was 14 years old. I was in a singing group called Camouflage. You ever heard that song, The World is the Ghetto, by the Ghetto Boys? Yes. Yes. The world, that's me singing on there when I was 14 years old. <laughs> wow. Learning, <laughs> and you opted to stop yeah. singing and start rapping. Well, I'm gonna be honest with you, RB got a little too feminine for me. You know, during the late 90s and the early 2000s, men were wearing fishnet shirts with their nipples pierced and uh, <laughs> you know, eyelash extensions and you know, uh, 
getting their eyebrows painted on. And I said, I really can't, I can't stand behind that. You know what I'm saying? And, and plus, hip hop music was moving into a more melodious art form as it was. Hence, you know, the Young Thugs and the Rowdy Riches and the NBA Young Boys. They all have, you know, melodic tones to their music. And right. so, um, you know, Bone Thugs and Harmony kicked it off. And then from them, you know, even Amigos and all these people, man, they it's kind of sing-songy. Right. You got to go you know, back further than them. You got to start that with uh, Curtis Blow, Houdini. Yeah, I mean, yeah maybe, but I'm maybe. saying it became, I, 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 people were doing it, but I'm saying when it became to where, you know, because you went to that whole gangster rap thing where it, it was no melodies in it. It was just, I'll shoot you up, uh, bang, bang, kill him up, yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel what I'm saying? It was, even though there's always been people who've been putting melodies in their music, it came to the forefront at a particular time, and that's for this really era. what I'm saying. For this era, I got yeah. you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hating on you. I just. I never leave out the architects. If you don't oh, mind, yeah. asking, okay. how old are you? How old are you? I'm 36. 36. I'm always just curious when we're yeah. talking. When we're talking timelines. When he's talking about 14, I just want to know never, time. You should time never spent. ask that question. No, you know you what? Know I can't stand. Oh man, Mecca doesn't I'm like proud, to man. understand. I, I want to understand. I tell people all the time. Yeah. I tell people all the time, man, like, if you're going to discriminate against good music because of age, then that's what you're going to do, and you're going to miss out on a lot of stuff. So I just make music, whether people buy into it or not, I do it for the love, because I don't need the money at this point. You know, it's a lot of these guys that are rapping and just saying whatever they got to say to get paid, and I respect that because a hustle is a hustle. I'll never knock another man's hustle just because it's not mine. But at the same time, I make music. I'm an artist. I play guitar, piano, drums. Uh, I play, you know, so many instruments. I'm an actual musician. That's why I got my first record deal because I was playing bass guitar and, and you know, when you listen to the world together and you hear those guitars, that's me playing those guitars. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, you know, I produced for Scarface for eight years. I did a lot of records for that cat. And, uh, my homies album, I did six songs on that album. Have you written a book? So, uh, I want to see this all written. Wh- the timeline. I'm, I'm, I'm the- I'm just big on like trying to see the, the bigger picture, like how all this happened simultaneously or one after another. Well, it, I'm so fascinated well, it, how people live. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm actually working on a book called Truism. Okay. A self portrait of Nino Eugene because that's my name. My name is Nino. Yeah, I go by GDPD, but my name is Nino Eugene. And uh, that's so. Your name anyway. uh, Oh, appreciate it. Nino Eugene, N-I-N-O-U-G-E-N-E. Never underestimate your boy, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but uh, so I'm working on a book right now because I think that a lot of people need to understand what truism is. Not isms with an S, but isms with a Z. And when you see it, your whole body starts to vibrate. And what people don't understand is vibrations are all we are. Your heartbeat, the mechanisms that keep you going, it all, it all resonates on a vibration. Sound is a vibration. Why they use so, those sucker things to bring you back to life? Yeah, because you gotta put you gotta put a certain vibration to keep you alive. And so I want people to understand that the vibrations that I'm trying to put out here into the universe is something that a lot of us need to hear. And when you hear it, you won't forget it. You know, right game, not not just real. A lot of people are real, but they're not right. If you're, if you're a cake and you flowery and you do bad things and that's who you are innately, then you're being real to yourself. But what's better than being real is being right. Because everybody's not good. 
you know? What is that? What that's one of my main reasons for shutting down whenever I hit shutting down the age conversation. I'll tell you exactly why. Mm-hmm. One, it has nothing to do with being the same. I think we are I think we are in a genre where we're the only ones who ask how old someone is who's making the good music. I asked I asked for a very different reason. Well, I know, but I don't that's it's it's the reason why I don't why I don't think that's anyone's business is because we also even if the question is innocent, where it's being asked in a toxic environment. So I don't lose the subject at all because I think ageism is such a big deal. I'd like to get rid of it. We don't ask Mick Jagger how old he is. We don't ask Bono yeah, how I old. Do. No, yeah, no one asks. No one cares. No one stops it. But in our genre, that's enough to stop something from happening. And with that in mind, I don't, I don't introduce it. That's wow. my main reason for keeping that. Out can we agree to disagree? Because I don't, I don't agree. <laughs> no, you'll ask, but it's not a, it's not a good question to ask. Oh, but the reason, me. no, but I have a very good reason for. It asking. doesn't matter what the reason is. If the you effect is still the same. Choose. Yeah, but you're you're not giving people credit for being able to make decisions for themselves. I don't think everybody is an ageist. I don't think everybody is ageist. But the people who are don't need the fuel. That's my problem. Oh, and the I'm other the other them. thing. Can't. Yep. It's, it's the truth. It's it's not a matter of whether you like it or not. It's still true. I'm not catering to them. I don't care. If Does it matter? Stars. People, okay. Let me let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. There I will continue to ask and you can continue to try to shut it down. There are plenty of people who will wear blackface and will tell you that they don't really see a problem with it. They don't mean anything by it when they do it. It's not that big of a deal for them. And they're not, no. they're not asking. asking it, they're What? Deep down, blackface is hurtful. But not if you didn't know it. Not if you didn't know it. And it really depends on it. Because you're not affected by the age question, when it comes bouncing back, you can say, but I didn't mean it like that, but you're still fueling the people who do. So the better thing is not introduce it. I'm not playing your game. Anyway, hi, George. I'm not playing. I'm not playing at all. Like this, this is. He, said he did something at 14. He built this company. Built this company. I'm so impressed to, to know, like, how long did it take to do this? Uh, what's your at what a if it was 14 was you know 15 plus six 21 years ago in what genre what what arena was he starting music? That's what I'm listening. For. I'm looking for time frames and to try to understand. Then you can it's, ask it's him what year judging. was he started, or you can you can say, hey, you started this at this age, like, but how old he is now is still not relevant. You can still get Don't those agree. answers without anyway. asking how old he is now. We can switch subjects. Everybody listening, this is how Mecca and I do. <laughs> On the other subject, getting now now okay, now that I fussed at you, let me fuss it. Uh, let me fuss at Gigi. <laughs> uh-huh. the, the reason why. I don't prescribe to the concept of a hustle is a hustle when it comes to artists and musicians. Mm. Is because mm-hmm. we're not dealing. I don't. I don't prescribe to the idea that my culture or or this genre, this culture of hip hop, should feed your hustle. I think there's a certain thing called integrity, and if you're hustling in this business with no integrity, it's not something I can really respect. If you're just doing it to make a buck. Where there is people, there are people well, who are yeah. really doing it because this is what's true to them. I can't respect people who come in just to get a dollar. I, I never have. I think that actually discredits the GGPGs of the world and the Scarfaces of the world and who, people who are financially oriented and, and financially uh, clear, but 
are doing things because this is what's in them to do and they actually love it as opposed to coming in for a buck. That's why when I hear, I can't knock the hustle, I always put my hand up and go, I can and I will and I'm going to start right now. Like I'm totally gonna knock that hustle because I don't want you hustling here. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, and that's basically what I said I was not going to do is do my music because I, I don't believe in starving artists. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, right. I wasn't never going to be a starving artist. So that's why I chose to uh, go out and make money and do the things that I had to do to, you know, be financially secure. But I can't put, put it like this here. Well, what somebody else does. I can't really change it, so why even put the energy into it? I can only speak what I do, and hopefully people will follow the lead. You know, a true leader doesn't just always uh, uh, down-talk the next person's idea. They just stand up for their own. If I stand up for my own enough, if I stand up for my own enough, then then I'll attract the people who need to be attracted because it's always survival of the fittest. And I think mentally... No, I'm just saying that's where... inspire folks that aren't doing that. If you stand up for yours yeah. well enough that maybe some that are just in it for a buck might be swayed and, oh, he's he's really doing it. He's really spitting game and, and maybe I should have some technique. Yeah, yeah. He really spitting game. He really doing this out of the love, man. I built my own studio in my own home and that's what I use. I, uh, you know, I do all 90% of the work that I that I, I put out. I record it for 99% of the work that I do now. I record myself. I mix it myself. I master it myself. I mean, I took time to learn my craft because I had time to because I could afford to at one point. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I, I, I really believe that if this is something that you want to do, it's not about the money, man, because music and money is always a long-term hustle anyway. You get a lot of people who hit fame real fast, but then, you know, those people who hit fame real fast usually don't make long money because to get famous real fast, you got to give up a big portion of your back end. Mm-hmm. And, you know, your publishing and, and your writers, you know, your, your mechanicals and all these things. But somebody like me, I can put That's out great. records for the next 20 years and I own everything. And so when people dig and start sampling and start doing all these other things, you know, I'll make money forever. You know, licensing will all be mine versus somebody who got into it, didn't really understand the game, got famous, but, you know, start doing shows and start getting show money. But that back end money was really, it wasn't really what it was supposed to be. Such a sad story. There's you know? a lot of people that we love that are not doing so well. A lot of. Oh, man. They're not doing so well because they didn't, they didn't set it up right. Yeah. They didn't set but, it up right. You know what I'm saying? How do they fix it at this point? Hypothetically, if we have, you know, rapper X, rapper, you know, X, Y, or Z, how do they fix it at this point? What do you? What would you suggest? Well, sometimes you godfather in. Sometimes you godfather in, and, and your fame comes from the support system that built you up. And when you try to switch ship, you'll become blackballed, and your money is coming from the shows that you make because you're famous and not the material that you're making. So some people, it's just sometimes it's a little bit too late. You know what I'm saying? And so that's why knowledge of the game is important for us to teach uh, the younger generation, hey, man, don't go into it so quickly and understand that they need our music to make money. Mm. They're not producing any. They're not content creators. So if you're not a content creator, then you're going to need a content creator to actually get your stream of revenue. If that's what you do, you exploit content. So we need to 
you know, rear our younger generations that are coming up to not be so quick to sign this where they're signed to a major label or whatever, getting two or three points, seven points off of a hundred point album. And they're signing away half of their publishing and, you know, they're writing million dollar songs that people are putting in Whataburger commercials and, you know, Chick-fil-A commercials and stuff like this. And they're receiving $15 for it. And, and the other person is receiving 36000 for it. You know? So it's really about education. Yeah. And all, in all aspects, it all goes down to, you know, we parents for our lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are so quick to want to be famous rather than want to be wealthy. I never gave, I never gave two F's about being famous. I didn't care. You you don't have to know me from Adam, but you know what you're gonna recognize? You're gonna recognize that Bugatti when I pull up. You're gonna recognize <laughs> that that McLaren when I pull up. You're gonna recognize these Versaces on my feet and the Creed on my neck, because you're gonna smell me before you see me. And see, that was more important to me. Mm-hmm. More important to me when I walk. Damn, I swear it's almost like this. It's doing it to them on purpose because they just don't want him to spray. Hey, right? They Good information. Yeah, they do not want him telling this stuff to, yeah. to to folks. He's also, I think, also, he, I think he's driving around, so he might be switching towers, switching um, sort of like um. Yeah, he's trying to get away from all these women, or trying to go from one to the next. That's another one. That's that that. He's that, got him in different another. places, stashed. See, this is definitely uh, he. There's there's conversation that I would like to see take place between him and uh, women who fashion themselves feminists. I'd like to know exactly where the line is drawn. Yeah, like okay, well, now you have a guy who's being a hundred percent honest, mm-hmm. and but you also don't not- have to like somebody if they're honest. But that doesn't mean that you have to. You can agree with their honesty and not agree with them. Totally, means- totally. Right. But I don't think he's requesting one over the other. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just like to see how that... Okay, now that you have a man who's not lying, mm-hmm. keeping it a thousand with you, who's not right. telling you what you want to hear, but he's telling you the God-honest truth, mm-hmm. and you're running into women who have agreed to rock with this lifestyle, right. now what happens? Are, are you... Do you still shame him? For telling the truth, do you shame the women? For do you do you assume that these women have little to no respect for themselves, and that's why they're doing it? Are they are I they all damaged? It. I think at some point, though, it comes down to belief systems. Um, like he, he fully seems to believe it, he's not he's not saying this because it's convenient. He really right. believes where a man and a woman's positions are mm-hmm. in the world, right? And when he's talking about the Adam and Eve thing, like I mean, I think the book was written by men. And it then there's of, that. It was written in a time when belief systems, you know what I mean? Like it was written. Right, right. No, I get you. I so, get you. so even, so for, for modern day living, I don't think that households have to be set up the way Adam and Eve were living, you know? Mm-hmm. Or the way any of, you know, there's Adam and Steve now. And, and that's not, it's not up to me how, how your lifestyle and your family circle works, right? Mm-hmm. As long as people aren't being hurt, and people are honest with themselves. Like I said, I wasn't being honest with myself in a relationship that I thought I could not be, that I thought I could um, change a, a person or or be cool with them not being necessarily monogamous. I thought right. I could have, like he said he had, he had, but I was wrong. I lied to myself, wrong, stepped back, 
not for me. I need a knight in shining shining. You you said that when we were on the horn with um when we did the interview with Jamila and she was talking about how, you know, if if a woman really likes a guy and a guy knows that he doesn't like her like that. Right. Then, then it's part, she's saying it's partly his responsibility to step back. Right, no matter what she's saying. Right, and I said, but it's a woman's responsibility to recognize if you're not getting what you need, you need to be the one to step back and stop hoping and guessing and wishing on a star that, that the man all of a sudden stops being a hot-blooded man who's getting everything he wants. Right. You have the power, too. Right, right. Like, I'm and literally with- laying here every night hoping that you change into what I want you to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving you all the goods, all the wife stuff, but I'm not getting husband stuff. Ding, 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 ding. You I think I need to go re- find a husband stuff. Right. You <laughs> also have a responsibility and you also have a responsibility to be held accountable for your decision. If you decided that he told you what it was, that that was her thing. She said, if a man tells you what it is, basically, if a guy tells you that he's not interested in a relationship and a woman says that that's okay with her and y'all can keep rocking, but you know you don't like her like that, regardless of what she's saying, you need to step off. And my thing was, I don't, I, and you, you jumped in and said, no, 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 this on this one, I'm with Mecca because Mm-hmm. If he's being told one thing, but she really means another, then you leave right. to the... It's like selling a house. It's like, it's got a leaky roof, but everything else is cool. And you right. get in there and, and you're like mad that you bought a leaky roof. It's still leaking because it said it was leaking. Because right. there's a hole in it that you can right. see. <laughs> right, right, right. I agree. I agree. I think, I think honestly, I think that's what it, this all comes down to. By the way, my computer's at 2%. Um... And I think we lost him for good. We we lost the whole. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look like um he's coming back on, which is unfortunate because we were we we're not were really. But we're also right about at an hour or a couple minutes off. I think. Yeah, no, we're fine. We're fine. I, people I think watching it comes this down to honesty. YouTube. Yeah, I think I think when it comes down to honesty, he's got he's got quite a perspective, and I I agree with the honesty part. Right. I will not be his seventeenth. <laughs> which which sounds like is cool with him. I don't think he and the 16 want a 17th that's not actually With down it. to be on the team. I don't think they want to force anybody on. Nah. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay, so look, we agreed at the end of the day. Each one, to, right, right, yeah. Live your With life, a, y'all jumping on. Oh, our other channel. Yeah, we, we have motor business to do. So in the meantime, <laughs> in between time, I'm your man, Mr. Mac. And I'm Crystal Levent. This has been the Eminem and M Show, a.k.a. the... Okay. Show, may you live as long as you want and never want as long as you live. Do us a favor, go get laid. Peace. Peace. Yo, what up? This is Flex Alexander. It's your man, man, Carl Payne. And you're listening to the M and M and M Show. Okay. <laughs> we're not just a radio station, we're a movement. The all new FUBU Radio. Playing the hip hop and RB hits of today and yesterday. <laughs>